was he or was he not the most sought after bounty in the galaxy? And he's just being sent unattended with a droid. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'd never even, I might've registered a little bit high there, Royce, but that's a great point. I didn't even consider that. everyone to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that's been known to be the Quatka calling the stifling slimy. I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover with an asterisk. And with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. And Robin. Hello. And Dr. Lorelei. Hello. And we're going to do a very special highlighted what we're into segment this episode. So what are you into, Lorelei? <gasps> well, I just found out that I am going to be on The Price is Right. <laughs> is it official? Is it official it's like year ago? Um, it's a question now of like how many tickets there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend, I'm going to a bachelorette party for my friend Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. Doesn't like the book of Boba Fett, but I think these last few episodes will turn her around. But this weekend is her bachelorette party, and it's always been her dream to be on The Price is Right for her bachelorette party, which COVID obviously throws a few wrenches into the plan. Normally, you like you just sign up for a free ticket, you wait in the line for a really long time, and they like interview people and then basically like pick who's going to be on the show based on talking to people in the line. But now, because of COVID, they like... You have to fill out an application and they do Zoom interviews and all this stuff. And one person from the bachelorette party got an interview and tried her darndest when they said, what are you going to look like when we tell you to come on down? She like jumped up and down and screamed and like, yeah. So, I'm going to be wearing my wedding dress. I know. <laughs> but we hadn't heard back. And so Rachel's been calling people all day trying to figure out if we can get onto the show. And she just found out that there's space on Monday's show. So we're going to the price is right and it's going to be great. I was like I'm bringing I'm bringing cards. We're going to practice, like we're going to study so you know the prices of things. It's wow. going to be great and I made one these t-shirts. I know. I made these t-shirts that Rachel's not going to listen to this before tomorrow, so it's fine. But they say the bride is right on them with the price mm. is right like dollar sign and Custom Ink would not print them because they were so close ha. to the original. So I had to get permission from the legal department at the Price is Right wow. to like actually print the shirts. And it became this whole thing. And so now we're just really excited because we actually get to go. That's so cool. <laughs> Yay! Do you know when, like, if if you're on on Monday, mm-hmm. when does it air? No idea. But... Super duper cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. It'll either be Chloe or Rachel who gets to like actually compete. Mm. So but do you get to like whisper to your friends about? Well, I don't know. Like if we're sitting in the front, you know, if you've watched the show, they like turn around and ask the audience and stuff. But you it's get obviously to shout very, out whatever you want. It's like a yeah. free for all. Oh man, it's got to be so fun. It's going to be super fun. It's a very reduced audience, so each contestant mm. gets to bring three people. So, you know, there's not that many contestants on one episode. So it's going to be like pretty scattered, which makes sense. It's co- like it makes sense. But yeah, we'll be yelling. Wanda! Uh, we'll, go, we'll go. We'll go over the price of all Star Wars Funko Pops before <laughs> you before you go. Yeah. Just and then for we practice, all get to win cars, right? That's how it works. We're all yeah, getting a or car. Star Wars Funko Pops. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> wow. that's what I'm into. I haven't seen that in so long. Me neither. Me neither. Wait, we should watch a bunch. We should watch a bunch of them tonight in preparation. Okay. Okay. Dude, I love game shows. I can't believe you're going to be on a game show. (laughs) I know. And like a good one at that. Not like one of these like fly by night game shows. Yeah. (laughs) That's OG. Fly by night. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got these shirts because there was a point where I was like, oh, we're not going to get on the show. Like, what does it matter? It can be any font. Who cares? But no, I got the correct font. It's all great. Sweet. Podcast awesome. over. And- We've just, this is this is the best it's ever going to be. Shut back in for my critical review of my experience on the price. Yeah. Well, right. you asked Drew Carey if he liked the book of Boba Fett. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Me and Drew are going to be best friends. I can already tell. So, okay, 
Listeners, we're obviously going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett finale. We would love to hear what you also think of the show as a whole, of the finale, parts you loved, all that stuff. So you can find us on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Krypton to Alderon. Or best yet, you can pew pew us an email at Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. If you also listen to us and enjoy listening to us, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now lets you uh, leave reviews. So, or I guess at least ratings. I don't exactly understand how it works. But anyway, go leave us a review where you're listening. All right. We're done with the book of Fett, Boba, Boba, Fett, Boba, Boba. <laughs> Did anybody... They they definitely didn't do that the whole time, right? No, I don't think no. so. Okay. Unless that was like a Mandela effect moment, you know, where you're like... <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But that was a very shocking part of the finale for yeah. me. Look, I'm I'm working my way backwards from the end. Yeah, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts, obviously. That's why we're here. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on the finale. And then maybe we'll go into the show as a whole. Did you enjoy the finale? Did you... Not, I guess, not enjoy the finale. Let's go around and talk about it. Lorelai, what did you think? I loved it. Yeah. I thought they really Best like, episode of the show. Yeah. I thought they really like got that line between like the tension of like what's going to happen and the excitement and all of that stuff. I think it was not super predictable. I think at one point I was like, do you think the Mandalorian is going to die? Like, I I was actually like, oh, maybe that's why all of this is happening in the book of Boba Fett is that there's not going to be a season three of the Mandalorian and it's because he fucking dies in this (laughs) battle on Tatooine. So, you know, I really, it was, I thought it was so good. Like, so much fun action and I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a whole discussion around Baby Yoda returning yeah. Mm-hmm. So I won't get into that now. But yeah, I thought it was great and I would watch it again, which would is a big thing again. for me. Mm. <laughs> Just hey, the that's finale. a raving <laughs> review, it sounds like. Yeah. Rave review. Royce, what did you think? I thought it had a lot of, of fun moments. Boba Fett and Mando flying around on jetpacks is fun. Boba Fett riding the rain is really fun. <laughs> like shootouts in a city is always like kind of an interesting angle to play. Like, like Lorelai, you said, like there's tension where people are hiding behind things and shooting around corners and whatnot. But I I enjoyed a lot of like little moments, but overall I thought it was like just okay. Didn't really blow me out of the water. And I, there's a lot of dialogue that I thought was just like lame dialogue. Like, man, I suck with the English language, but like Mm -hmm. they pay people to write. And some of the dialogue (laughs) is just, not great dialogue for me, but there was there's decent action. And I did think they kind of wrapped up a lot of the stuff that they set up as best they could in the time that they had, but not <laughs> wowed. Just a just OK finale for me. The time that they had. We're going to we'll come back to that. Uh, Robin, what did you think? Uh, I would agree with Lorelai. I think it's the best one of the entire season. Yay! The, most stuff happened, at least. I thought it was yeah. awesome. And I know we're going to get more into it, but I want to say up top that I think poor baby Yoda just must be exhausted carrying the entire Star Wars franchise on his back like that. Now that's a meme. Like, no wonder he naps so much. He's just, he's carrying the entire franchise. It's true. I love that. And I might tend to agree with you after this. I have so many thoughts on the finale. And I made a point to text Royce. I want to be very clear. I love Star Wars. I am your Star Wars lover. (laughs) With an asterisk. With an asterisk. I am going to be critical of this episode. If you liked it, great. If you loved it, great. I'm going to... uh, I'm going to be critical of this episode. And I I just want to put that out there. I texted Royce secretive text saying... This finale did something for me that no other finale has ever done before. What does that mean? This finale is the only show finale that I've ever seen that has made me like the show, everything that's happened in the show, less Mm. than I was liking the show. I came in here, I came on this podcast, I was like, I'm really liking the book of Boba Fett, and I was talking about the storytelling and the characters and all this stuff I liked. And this finale took so much of that away for me. 
And that's how I feel. And I've got a bullet point list here. So let's talk about the first thing I think that I sort of had a criticism of in the episode. And that was when the X-Wing shows up on Tatooine with Grogu in it and R2 and Luke not being there. Did that irk anybody else? I'm fine with it. R2 is the most capable droid in the galaxy. He's a veteran. His mind has never been wiped, you know, so he like remembers every battle he's ever been in. Oh, I know where Tatooine is. Most capable droid. You take a left at Endor. (laughs) Send him with Uncle R2 and he'll be fine. What I didn't like is that contextually that based on the previous episode, that seems like a very spiteful choice by Luke. Grogu chose the armor. So Luke was like, ah, get out. I'm not going with you to walk home. You know, find your own way home. I get it. Luke's got bigger fish to fry, dude. He wants to train the next generation of Jedi. Grogu doesn't want to be a Jedi. So here's your Uber, dude. Get out of here. (laughs) But he doesn't have bigger fish to fry because Grogu's his only student and his temple's being built by droids. Really, he's got nothing else going on. I don't mean to like, (laughs) I don't mean to be hyperbolic with that statement. I'm just saying like, it seemed very irresponsible sending Grogu out in across the galaxy with R2, but on his own. I have two points. So my first is you mentioned Uber. I was going to make a joke that it's like getting divorced. And instead of dropping your kid off at the dad's house, you just call him an Uber. You're like, you'll get there. You'll be fine, I'm sure, right? (laughs) Don't let me know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But secondly, I think it is irresponsible. Like, I was happy to not see Luke after what a dick he was. Mm -hmm. But was he or was he not the most sought-after bounty in the galaxy? And he's just being sent unattended with a droid. (laughs) Good point. Good point. I'd never even, I might have registered a little bit high there, Royce, but that's a great point. I didn't even consider that. Like you said, like R2 is a very capable droid, but at the same time, like... Yeah, people were looking for, for Grogu. Like if a hundred dark troopers presumably show up, also, what is R2 yeah, going to do? Yeah, the Empire would still be looking for him, right? Yeah, so many people would be like, presumably, yeah, a bunch of bounty hunters were looking for him. I don't think that that changed. I don't remember that having changed. You would at least think he'd get pulled over by some X-Wing cops to be like, who's driving your X-Wing? The baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was like the first thing that kind of irked me. Super happy to see Grogu, obviously, and see the decision that he made. But the opportunity, I don't want to do a rewrite. I was, I'm just saying that I think the opportunity to have Luke show up on his home and see that this trouble is happening on his home and then fight for his home and then him and mandu could have like been fighting the droids with their lightsabers and had like a we're not so different moment that that i thought was going to happen in the previous episode i just think that's a little bit of a missed opportunity and it just kind of i don't know it took it it took away of this from the story for me yeah so you're saying either have include luke again since you already teased him in there or just leave him and grogu out you know, and save that for Mando season three or something. Like, it's kind of a weird, we're going to separate them when there was an opportunity to use them or there's the opportunity to explore more Grogu Luke stuff later if that's the way they went. Yeah, there's a rewrite. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't want to, like, writers work very hard. And I think the Star Wars writers are doing a great job. And I don't want to sit here and be one of these fans that, like, rewrites the thing. I'm just, like, to have that moment happen and Luke not be there and it's his home. And like, I really want Din and Luke to be going through the same journey here with like Mm -hmm. redefining the institutions that they belong to. And it just felt like another opportunity where they like, we all on this podcast, as we said last episode, think that that was a Luke was kind of a shithead in when training Grogu as soon as I saw that X-Wing, I was like, oh, this is their opportunity to like for Luke to be taught a lesson. Like I wanted Ahsoka to do it, but Tatooine will do it. It's his home. And it didn't happen. And that was that's obviously my like expectations. But it just I didn't like that bit. I also think that Lorelai's rewrite is very cool. If Mando died and then Grogu had to take up the Darksaber and then Luke trained Grogu with the Darksaber and Grogu, mm. I don't know why I'm putting the accent on the goo, but... <laughs> Grogu, because he's mostly goo. <laughs> <laughs> Makes him sound a little bit fancy. 
but that's interesting, Lorelai, that like Grogu loses his dad and then kind of has to go back to Luke because that's all he has that's afterwards. What I thought that's was very happening. interesting. Oh, that that was like, it would have explained why they did all of this in the book of Boba Fett and not waited for season three of The Mandalorian, which I still don't really oh, understand. Wait. But then they kill Mandowoff in Boba Fett and they have Mandalorian <laughs> yeah, season have three pissed. without Mando. There just isn't any more. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would have been pissed, but it would have made more sense to me versus still, I feel like episodes five, six, seven are just the Mandalorian mostly. I wanted to say that like I had a lot of fun with the finale. Like it was an enjoyable watch, right? Like it's action and adventure and pew pew. It's the most pew pew (laughs) Star Wars finale of a thing. That's probably not true, but it was very pew pew, right? And we got a lot from it. There was so much that we got. We got Grogu, we got action, we got the Rancor, we got, oh, so much. But my personal issue is that it undid so much of what I liked about the rest of the show. I just felt like it kind of unraveled. So maybe that's a little weird to say that like it was it was obviously like an enjoyable high-paced watch but it it unraveled a lot of the stuff that i liked about the show can i disagree with you for a go second? ahead yeah. i feel like it did the opposite i feel like it tied brought everything itself together. into the mandalorian and it brought up like boba was trying to fight with the shooters and it like wasn't working out and so he pulled out his staff from uh no i'm talking about boba fett oh, Cad Bane he and was boba fighting fett? with cad Bane, oh. and he was losing he was getting his butt kicked. Gaffy and then stick. finally he, yeah, he pulled out the stick and like <laughs> beat his ass with that. And so yeah. it like, re- I thought that was like a little bit of a hearkening back to the sand yeah. people. Yep. So I think it sort of made it make sense a little bit more. I agree with the sentiment. I agree with you and the sentiment of that scene. I do have an issue with, does anybody else have anything they want to say before my counterpoint about that scene? I, I roughly agree with Lorelai that like they, they got rid of the bad guys. Like they told us who the bad guys were and they got rid of the bad guys. And then Boba Fett was walking around town and he's the, he's the guy now. Boba Fett and Din, they're both winners now. And <laughs> one of them's got their baby back and it's great. Yeah. They, they're walking around town. Boba Fett's the guy now. All right, I'm, I'll skip way to the end and say one of the last things that Boba Fett says in the show is we're not cut out for this life to Fennec <laughs> Shand. I'm like, what the fuck did you do all of this for then? Like you, you wanted this life. Cad Bane says t- like two things to him, which like Cad Bane is an influential force in his life. But that moment also just really weirded me out. He's like, we can't do this. After being, after being like there, after being present, after wanting to fight for Tatooine, he said that line. Doesn't one of them say something like, I know someone who might be or someone who is. And then yeah. they, they play the Mandalorian music and I was like, oh, it's the Mandalorian. They're going to offer Tatooine to him for some reason. But then they mentioned that someone is using the Bacta tank and they show a... Cobb Vanth. Cobb, Cobb Vanth. So thinking about it now, at, like at first I was like, oh, you're playing the Mandalorian music, so you're going to give it to him. But I'm assuming they're fixing up Cobb Vanth and they're going to be like, here you go. Well, they played the Mandalorian music because they were going to cue that there was one more scene with him at the end. He was flying off Tatooine. Yeah, may- maybe. There was just a lot of that dialogue stuff. They goofed up like that was part of the weak dialogue for me where he says a lot of things like I'm going to stay here for my people. And you're like, your people were like the Tuscan Raiders or nobody else. He has no people. And he just met Fennec like a couple of weeks ago anyway. <laughs> and they're just like bounty hunter buddies. They're not yeah. like, there's no family there, but occasionally they refer to him having a family, being a boss, but he doesn't really have any real friends, which is proven even more so when literally all of Tatooine turns on him in the final battle except for the four people that are working for him, which I would still argue, like, have no kinship with any of those people. He just, that was all he had to be on his team. But he says, I'm gonna, I'm here for my people. Your people got murdered. Yeah, so that's a good point that was gonna be part of my rebuttal to Lorelai's rebuttal is that this show had so many opportunities to take us on the Star Wars found family journey to attach people to other people, to connect family to make those connections and it like halted abruptly at every stop at every point that they did that 
and then took two episodes away from Boba to focus on like the family that they created in another show. I was fine with them. Like, yeah, take a digression, take two episodes away, but to have this play out the way it did. And like the Tuscans adopt him and teach him how to fight. And then it was like, Oh, that's enough of those 30 minutes of them. And that's enough. And then they killed them off off screen. And we never got any thing else from it was a beautiful episode. That episode was such a beautiful episode with his relationship with them. The spiritual journey he goes through. We see Camino. We see Django Fett. None of that was ever fleshed out. And it's sort of insulting, I think, to that might be a strong word, but to the character to have taken then two episodes away from his Boba story to go follow the Mandalorian and then not make these connections. The Tuscans, the mods. If there was like one scene where like he saw the young he saw a bit of that younger Tuscan in the in the mods or something and made that connection. That would have been great. There's the beautiful scene with him with the Rancor. And then we never get that again until the end. You know, there's there were so many opportunities to make an emotional connection that they didn't take advantage of. Even Fennec with being sort of forced into being made a mod and then not connecting with the mods. Hmm. Like if there was just one scene of her being like, I need to talk to you all or I can't talk to Boba about this because he's because he thinks I'm some badass strong woman, which obviously she is. But if there was just like one scene of that, I think that would have been great. My point is lots of opportunities to make those emotional connections that they faltered on or or didn't try. I, I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah. Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett didn't even meet. So like he, that's that also armor. a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He wore his armor and he's like running the town next door. So you'd think they would want to meet. That would be a great, like a, there's a lot of interesting stuff to happen there, especially that Cad Bane like shot, shot him. And like, that's a perfect tie in for all those. And it's also really interesting that you meet the, the Freetown people, meet the Moss Espa people. And they're like, we're not so different. We're on this planet together. And then unfortunately, we don't go back to the Tuscan Raiders. And you could have this whole like circle of life moment for Tatooine, which it almost seemed like they were setting that up with like, it was once a great planet and now it's a desert. And Boba Fett wants to save Tatooine, which I don't really know why he wants to save Tatooine at all. But that would make sense if he was like, this was a great planet. And we got the history of why it was a great planet. And he tries to restore it, you know? And the Tuscans and the Freetown and the Moss Espa and the Moss Isleys, that could be the whole Boba Fett series of him trying to make, we flesh out Tatooine more and he brings everyone together. I think there's so much cool stuff there. Summed up by a tweet who I don't, I don't have the, the username. So if they're listening, I apologize. I'm just going to steal this quote. And it's also going to be paraphrased because I don't remember it exactly. But I saw this tweet and it said, wow. They have no fucking clue what they want this show to be. The Tuscan stuff's great. The Mando stuff's great. Some other stuff is questionable, but none of it really links together. But there's all these little nuggets in there. It just doesn't quite stick the landing, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think I totally agree. And they invested all of this time in doing character development for Boba Fett, who up in this up until this point, we know as a man who is pushed into a pit just <laughs> yeah. to like not follow through <laughs> on it. Right. And I think at the end, that like end scene where he's walking around, he was like, this isn't us or whatever. I think what I took from that is that he was really there for the fight. He was there to like, win over Tatooine for the bad guy or for the good guys and like, you know, free them from the drug runners. But then, you know, he's uncomfortable with like walking around town, having people like bringing him food and like, he's not even like an accidental hero. Yeah. He, he was just like, well, I did this thing. It was the right thing. And I did it because like, I, you know, I have this connection to the indigenous people. And yet I still did this for the people who are not the indigenous people, but whatever. And so like he did the right thing and now he's like ready to go back to his Um, like his regular sort of job. Yeah. His day job. That was kind of the sense I got from that. Lorelai, you said something that I would love to see. And that's just like Boba Fett going around fighting the good fight for, for, yeah, that's kind of just fight the pikes on every planet. I mean, that's basically what he was doing, right? He like had this connection to, to the Tusken Raiders 
they all died. Like he could have just been like, peace out. My like my found family, they're all dead. Like I don't give a crap else. about yeah. yeah, he could have done anything else and yet he decided to stay and like fight the good fight for Tatooine. He doesn't even get his own revenge on the pikes after no, that. He, he Fennec Shan gets to kill them. Fennec does. But I you would think that's... Boba Fett would be like, This is for the Tuscans. Bam! You know, like, yeah. come on. And that would be great dialogue, by the way, Lucasfilm, Disney. I know. I'm available I would, I, if you want some one-liners before people get bam. stabbed. Bam. I would agree Revenge with Revenge is not though, the Jedi way. The dialogue was lacking, and I felt like a lot of it kind of fell on Fennec. I felt like her... It was just, like, very expository and just, like, she was just like, oh, so you're from this place and you're from this place and we're fighting these people? Oh, at like, the beginning was, of like, the episode. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, it's okay. I think in this case, it's okay to assume that people have watched the previous episodes. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's... At the very beginning of the episode, there was a lot of exposition. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, we sent Chrysanthemum to deal with the Trandoshans. And I was like, why? He's going to kill them all. He hates Trandoshans. Anyway. And then those, what are they called the the big like pig warthog guys <laughs> they fell off the cliff Gr- Gamorian? G- Gamorian the Gamorians fell off the cliff it was so sad and that yeah. was like why they did they have to be the only up. ones they to die they just got shoved off a cliff and then it was over yeah no remorse for the Gamorians okay there were things I really liked <laughs> I loved the scene with Din and Boba in the sanctuary when they're like getting ready for battle and they're like forming an alliance, like a brotherhood, a Mandalorian brotherhood type thing. Do you all remember that part? When he was saying like, I'm not going to leave. Um, this is what I yeah, came yeah. here to do. Yeah. It's, this is the creed. And Boba's like, you really believe in all that Bantha fodder? And they have like, first of all, Boba's, one thing I really loved about this episode is that Boba's like a presence. Like I loved Tamora's acting in this episode. He's just like, how, everything he said had such gravity, I felt I don't know what it was, but I thought it was great. And then the conversation that they have in the sanctuary when they're like, well, we're going to live together, or die alone. That uh, was all Mando, uh, though. Uh, that was everything we loved about Mando. Yes, lost. More loss, please. <laughs> Mando being like, I'm going to fight this fight with you. That That's classic Mando, though. Boba was yeah. like, you can get out of here. We're just going to die. You better leave. You've got a son. I have no family. I'm fighting for other people. If you took Mando out, though, I don't think the strength is is there anymore, you know? Well, if you took Mando out, he'd be talking to nobody. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> he'd be talking to that guy who then they used as, like, bait as a distraction. Oh, I loved, you know, that this episode so also funny. made me really like the uh, Major no, Domo. Uh, God, that guy's... Uh, I, I was hoping they were going to kill that guy. I thought they were. I thought for it sure they were going to want to walk out into the street to read the tablet. Like, dude, read that like, shit before you go out there, man. Now, I loved him and Pelly. Uh, I can never remember her full name, but anyway, they're little when they're like running away and screaming together oh, and yeah. shit. I loved all that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Is that that's Amy Sedaris? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. And she's like, I brought you a surprise. What was your reaction to her? finding baby yoda in the x-wing so good it was good right like we loved the baby yoda parts at least the baby yoda parts were great <laughs> and the baby yoda reunion with the mandalorian oh yeah i had tears in my eyes my god the scene of grogu coming back to tatooine and like being reunited with everyone i know we're saying we shouldn't rewrite everything i think we're allowed to like have a little fun there understand that the writers are doing their best job and they have a whole different thing in mind and a whole story team. But that is such a moment that I think you want to save for the end of season three of Mando or the whole (laughs) Grogu, like season three Mando, you could have Mandalorian taken back Mandalore and then Grogu training with Luke. And the final episode is he has to make a choice if he's going to be a Jedi or move on. They blew their load so early with this <laughs> Grogu thing. Ridiculous. At, at, they sure did. At the cost of a great Boba Fett story. All the stuff that they did with Grogu and Mando are great season three building. What the fuck are the you doing, Disney? <laughs> yeah. No, I think like I, I, I tend to agree. I, even if you opened season three with that, I think it, I just don't know why you would take away so much from Boba to do that. Uh, well, I've said it all already. What did you think, Robin, of the Mando? Get angry, the Robin. Grogu, Grogu reunion. I mean, I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was getting mad though. Like it was cute when he showed up in the X-Wing 
though a little irresponsible. And then it seemed like R2-D2 was like, put it back in the X-Wing. Tell me where Mando is. This is super urgent and important. And she's like, nah, we're going to give him lunch and I'm going to take him over in my wagon. Like, <laughs> I was waiting. And R2 was like, cool, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> and because he, he was hyped up to be such a wanted bounty in the last season, I kept thinking, great, so she's going to take him away from R2-D2, take him out of the X-Wing, give him lunch, and then someone's going to come snag him. Every and... week, someone steals Baby Yoda again. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. And then, you know, he shows up in the wagon. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then Mando oh, like would have to, like, too. go on a quest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked that. I liked that, like, Luke wouldn't give him lunch. Yeah. But Pelly gave him lunch. <laughs> wouldn't let him eat the frog. Royce, you hung your head. What Do you have a... Uh... Yeah, I just... Grogu didn't need to be there. Like, I, I love Grogu, all right? Grogu, he's my boy. It doesn't make any sense why he needed to be in that battle other than for tension in the Rancor scene, which is all, it's all great stuff. He didn't need to be there, though. He, he needed to be there. Or because- if Mando was like, you need more people, I know this baby, and he may be a baby, but the bang for a buck with this baby. If you have a large beast that you need to quell, he's your guy. You know what I mean? What were you going to say, Ryan? I wish I could be that person. He needed to be there to, you know, carry the entire franchise. To sell a couple of plush toys. <laughs> to make it so that we would ever watch season two of The Book of Boba Fett. Grogu yeah. has become fan service in two years. We think like Luke or R2, you know, or other Star Wars tropes are like fan servicey. Mm-hmm. But Grogu is now that. They're using him as like a, you know, just a cutaway gag almost. It's like, so oh, you Grogu, don't, yay. You don't think that the Mandalorian is also fan service then? They like decided, oh, we need to throw him into this show to make people well, like it, was... which has also happened to me when I started to like the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Grogu works within the Mandalorian story, but then him showing up for Boba Fett season finale doesn't make sense. Mandalorian showing up to fight a fight with Boba does make a little sense since they were just buds, but like the fact that Grogu would then just randomly show up during this super pivotal moment is -hmm. is kind of ridiculous. Like, the timing, you know? (laughs) Amazing. It's the force. All is is the force. Ah, I guess when you play that card, yeah. Did anyone else completely forget about the Rancor? No. Mm-mm. I completely forgot. Honestly, like that's something that I'm not going to take the blame for. Like when Boba flew away and he was like, I'm going to get reinforcements. I was like, who? Like Mando <laughs> Mando just said, you don't have any more friends. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have any. Who's he going to get? Because we had some Boba Fett. We had some not Boba Fett. We took some time away and I completely forgot I actually like speculating about this episode was like, okay, it's going to start with him like Rancor training, but we'd like never saw it again. So by the time that happened in the episode, I was like, what Rancor? (laughs) I had no idea that he was going to get the Rancor. Did you? Oh, at that moment, I didn't think that he was going to get the Rancor. But at the beginning of the episode, I was like, obviously the Rancor is the most important tool you have right now. (laughs) Like, you're setting everybody up in all these places, and, like, obviously the Rancor is going to be a key component of your strategy. And then it wasn't until he was like, oh, I guess I'll go get the Rancor. (laughs) It's like, oh, you let all your friends die just to, like, wait for the Rancor for the end. But I was not expecting him to ride it. Even though he said he wanted to ride it, I was expecting him to just be like, open the gate and let it just, like, demolish everybody in its path. Hmm. Well, that was another underdeveloped thing that they should have shown him learning to ride it for one minute, you know? Yes. Could you afford one minute of Rancor riding training? You sure could have because he had two episodes where we didn't pay attention to Boba Fett at all. He could have at least, like, fed it and been like, we will need your strength later. Enjoy this, Twi'lek. (laughs) No. (laughs) You just want him to eat the mayor's aid. (laughs) Did you two have any idea that that's what he was doing during that scene? Is this a weird thing to harp on? 100%. (laughs) Also, so this isn't, I I didn't think of this, but I've seen a lot of YouTubers commenting like, he also has a a ship with like a fuck ton of guns on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Also, so if we're talking about taking out those droids, I'm going to pull a little nitpicky card here and say that both Boba and Din lived through the Clone Wars and... 
maybe should have had some idea how to beat droids with force fields. There's like strategic. No, no, their make. energy weapons don't work <laughs> and their kinetic weapons have too much velocity to go through their shields. Now there's an episode of the Clone Wars where Anakin is training Saw Gerrera and because the kinetic weapons have too much velocity, they use very, you know, they throw the grenades in slowly and they get under the shields. But that's, you know, you got to, if anyone wants to watch the Clone Wars, we could talk about it. But. They took the time to write that fucking dialogue, but <laughs> not dialogue about characters bonding with each other. Velocity yeah. and kinetic energy. When I heard that line, I turned to Robin and I was like, that's like a Star Trek thing. Like that's real physics you're talking about, which is fine. Yeah. I'm not saying real physics can't exist in a world where Death Stars can just pop into the sky and blow a whole planet up with crystals. <laughs> it does not hit for me. And maybe this is nitpicking, but that took me way out of the scene. That The Mandalorians doing physics in the middle of a battle? We are getting hot and heavy this episode. Robin, did you think that he was going for the Rancor? I'm, I'm on that. Yes. I mean, what else could he be going to get? He was going to get some alternatives to the kinetic weapons. <laughs> Dude, a Rancor is the most kinetic weapon. Like, it was very... <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. It was very good. potential for a very long time, and then it got fucking kinetic <laughs> as fuck. But him riding the Rancor was badass, right? I loved that part. I loved all of that. Like, that's some Star Wars shit that I love to see. Robin was calling it out the whole time. She was like, this is like King Kong. And I was like, oh, yeah, what do you yes. know? Very King Kong. Very, King Kong. At the end, especially when it's climbing the tower yeah joey's response though when the rancor comes out he's like oh that's where you attach the reins on its little snoot <laughs> <laughs> like yes that's where you put the reins on a rancor who knew i didn't I mean, know you couldn't fit it around its maw like in solo how about that beskar holding up in that rancor mouth i love that, that. Was good. i love that part I also said he puts Grogu down. He's like, I got to go take care of something. And he flies away. And I, I pulled the quill line out. Your people once rode the mighty mythosaur. Right. I was like, Din's going to ride this rancor like a bantha. He did not very well. No. And then I forgot to do my uh, Boba Fett riding on a rancor to the tune of chimpanzee riding Boba on a Fett riding on a rancor. <laughs> Boba Fett. Oh, dude, we got to get in touch with Perry Not Griff. Fast. Baby monkey riding on a pig. Baby monkey. No. Boba Fett riding on a rancor. <laughs> but then, because Din fails a little bit at that, we get what I would say might be the most, my favorite scene in the series, even though it has nothing to do with Boba Fett, and my favorite thing in all of Star Wars is when force sensitive beings commune with animals in like a positive way i loved that part did y'all love that part i don't know how else to ask the question like i loved it i fucking loved it when grogu is like taming the rancor that's like gone berserk cad bane knocks boba fett off the rancor something that droids couldn't do Grogu's the one to subdue the Rancor. And then he's so sleepy. Much more wholesome than Grogu choking the Rancor. Yeah, see, so that, it seems like he's learned some positive stuff, which is so weird to think about because of how we saw him and Luke interact. Luke in that episode says, it's more like he's remembering than I'm teaching. And maybe Grogu is, is remembering like his positive Jedi teachings, but in... Season one, I think, of Mando, he goes to force choke Cara Dune, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's like doing the right thing, using the force for good and puts the rancor, like calms down the rancor and puts him to sleep. Not in like a dead way, in like a sleepy time way. Because they're sleepy. Yeah. Robin, did you love that scene or did you love that scene? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> How about when he falls asleep next to the Rancor's face and snuggles all up in there? Fucking adorable. Yeah, right? Better be a pop. I would buy that, like, pop or black figure. What about the post-credit scene? So Cobb Vanth didn't show up at all during the final battle. I think it's stupid. But they teased him in the post-credit scene. They teased Boba Fett at the end of Mando Season 2 because we're going to get the Book of Boba Fett show next. No one's heard shit about a Cobb Vanth show. That's the tease. Who's writing this? I just don't <laughs> get it. I got to pass it off to you guys. Robin, I know you are the biggest Cobb Vanth stan of all of us. 
How did you feel about that post-credits? I mean, I was hoping he was dead and I'd never have to deal with him again. So that's disappointing. I I hope they don't use him heavily in in Mandalorian, but I also feel like him and Mando have a bit of a bromance going on, so... Or a romance. That's true. Din Cobb, it's out there. I don't know if they're trying to do it more like some of the MCU post credit scenes weren't necessarily like, this is the next movie, but this is just like another seed and we'll eventually pick up on this. So I don't know if it's like it matters for the next thing. Just a weird choice because we already knew that Cobb Vanth was there. We just know that now that he's not dead. What about you, Lorelai? Did you like Cobb Vanth or are you happy he's coming back? I liked Cobb Vanth. I'm happy he's coming back. I didn't think he was dead in the first place. Right. We were like, oh yeah, he (laughs) like shot shot that other guy like real bad. And this guy only got kind of shot. But we both thought that it was going to be Cad Bane in the thingy-majigger. Wow, that would have been amazing. Because he also didn't seem super dead. He was like in his suit and his little, there was like a red thing on the front of his suit that was going like bloop. So much more powerful. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. I was like, they're going to bring him they're going to revive him and then force him to be on their side because they saved his life. Yeah. He's going to owe them a life debt. He's going to be, Cad Bane would have been Boba's Chewy. You know, we should write a TV show. I was going to (laughs) say, Lucasfilms, if you need me, I'm right here. This is now. (laughs) It's so easy, right? Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be Cad Bane. Cad Bane would be in the thingy. There's no way Cad Bane's dead. The thing's blinking and he's got a droid. Toto's going to go out there and save Cad Bane. Somehow Cad Bane came back. I mean, Boba Fett came back. We thought he was in a Sarlacc being dissolved to bits. For a thousand years. So now that it's finally over, regardless of what you think of the first season, how about another season? Robin season two? Why is that regardless of how I feel about the first season? That seems heavily dependent on how I felt about the first season. Irregardless. <laughs> pretend, pretend there wasn't a first season. You in for season two? <laughs> no, there doesn't need to be a season two. No season two. It's just pretty self-contained. I think that's fair. What about you, Lorelai? Season two, Are you? would you tune in? I mean, I feel like really what they've set up is that Mando season three is the next thing to watch logically, which works out well for them because that's what's coming out next. But I mean, I feel like I'd be down to see what Boba Fett and Fennec Shan get up to once they put (laughs) what's his butt in charge of the town. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. But that's also what we thought about Mando at the end of Mando season two. We were like, oh, he's going to go off and do his own thing and discover things about himself, which he did for like half an episode in this show. I don't know. I mean, I will be watching it regardless. So, you know, they set up all this good character development at the beginning of the season that got a little bit co-opted by Mando and Baby Yoda. And now is their opportunity to go back to that original character development and make it better. I think I have two answers. Is one yes and one's no? Kind of. I mean, it just seems like they set up too much. Like you, like Lorelai was saying, in the beginning of this show, they set up too much. His relationship with the Tuscans, the flashbacks about his father that they never touched back on. So that stuff's all just kind of like out there somewhere, which I don't really understand the thought process of. But so in that sense, like... I'd like to see that stuff in season two. I would like, if there were a season two, I would like to see more character development. I would like to see maybe some substantive flashbacks of Boba Fett's trauma, him dealing with this trauma, all that stuff. But they've also built this world. And I, I mean, who knows? It's just, I would watch it, but I don't know if I necessarily want it, mm. which is hard to say because I love this stuff. Now, I guess they're done with Tatooine. I would have loved to see them stay on. Like if he, maybe if Boba Fett hadn't said that line at the end of this episode, I would have been like, I'd love to see them stay on Tatooine and like free water and liberate Tatooine, free the slaves. I mean, fucking Christ, what a prequel show. And then like do all that stuff that's good for Tatooine. But he said that they're not cut out for that life. So I'm just kind of like, I don't necessarily like, want a season two as shitty as that is to say i guess i agree with you 100 (laughs) percent, joe i would watch it but i don't want it i don't want it because they (laughs) would watch don't want they had an opportunity and they blew it and so what happens when you start a franchise and it doesn't do well maybe it did well depending on how you measure something performing well and i'm 
Sure, monetarily, it's fine. But story-wise, they goofed it up. So you got to move on. There wasn't the perfect runway for the next season. What the hell do they do next? They didn't even set that up. The last scene of the episode is Mando and Grogu. So they didn't even set up what Boba Fett does next. And with the dialogue of him being like, I don't know if I can run a town. Well, guess what? You're the mayor now, dumbass. What the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) I'm disappointed that they had so much cool stuff, like you're saying, Joey, about Tatooine. The first season could have been the Tusken Raider part. And then he could have found out they die at the end. And he's like, what do I got to do next? And he was like, it's these pikes and this drug deal. And I got to take out the drug dealers. Next season, we take out the drug dealers. And he becomes, I'm the crime lord now. None of what they promised really even happened in this season. They should have promised the Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc, becoming one with the Tuscans. That would have been cool trailer material in general. Like, it's a Tuscan Raider show? Whoa. And they had lots of great moments with that. That was strong enough on its own for like four to five episodes. Maybe they could have just done only that. And season two, he fixes Tatooine. And he can continue to rule Tatooine indefinitely on the book of Boba Fett show. But they didn't they didn't stick that landing. So I don't want a season two because you had a shot. I'm sorry. You goofed it up. <sighs> Just like Solo. They signed that dude on to do like two Solo episodes or two Solo movies. And we only got one because the first one didn't do that great, which is fine. So move on to something greater, in my opinion. Listen, people loved Solo. People loved the book of Boba Fett. And I am all for that. I love that people love some of this stuff. Sometimes I don't always love it. And that's okay. And other people love it, and that's okay. And we're all just here to love Star Wars when we love it. And that's fine. And that's that. So, my surprise question is, did Boba Fett rule with respect? (laughs) Lorelai, I would love to go to you first. I see a Mm. strong reaction. Pensive. Pensive reaction. I would vote mostly yes, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he didn't like murder any of his people, which we all know rulers love to do. He seemed to care about the little guy. Very respectful. I mean, he did very little like killing of random people overall. Mm-hmm. I guess that's always. A, I guess I guess that's a check mark on you. <laughs> I know he. You know, if you think about like he didn't rule based on fear. They were not afraid of him at all. It actually was probably bad. Yeah, I think he ruled based on respect. Plus one respect for for Boba Fett. All right, Joey. You look pensive. Oh, I was going for thoughtful. That's from 10 Things I Had About You. Yeah, I know. You made me think of it. It's funny. Did Boba Fett rule with respect? I don't know. How's that for an answer? It's such a tricky question to answer. Like, I don't know if I don't know. I, I, I don't know is my best answer. Like, he brought the mods in. He, like... Gave the mods an opportunity. That's great. He he was like, charge less for water with that water, the guy who sold water, which is great. But we didn't really get to see enough. I guess what we saw, yes, he ruled with... He didn't do any ruling. I was going to say that. <laughs> we didn't see him do any ruling. So I don't know. Next. I mean, I would go with what Joey said. Like, he, we didn't see him ruling anything. And the very last part of the show, he literally was like, I'm not made to rule. So what? (laughs) But at the same time, I would, if I had to pick an answer, I would say probably not. Because can you rule with respect if in the very first episode you say, I'm the crime lord now? Yeah, that, I don't understand why that's a line. (laughs) Yeah, but then he also is ruling. It's what? Did he actually say that line? I'm the crime lord now. Wow. I thought Royce was just going with that. Because I'm such a good writer. Thank you. (laughs) Because you're stealing it from, uh, what is that That movie? That movie with, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. And the pirates. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. All right. So Royce, is uh, Boba Fett ruling with respect? Thanks for asking. Uh, So that's my my Joey impression. Thank you. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah. I'm glad that you both said like, did he rule? He didn't rule anything. And nobody respected him more. More importantly, did anybody respect Boba Fett? Fuck no. Everybody. Okay. Even when everyone was like, sure, we will stay out of the fight. Everyone turned on him in the end. Nobody mm-hmm. respected him. It's so sad what they, it's so sad. And well, actually I'm going to be more like Joey. The, I don't know. Like he killed the guy to take the throne. Not respectful. Like that's pretty much like you don't do that. That's insurrection level stuff. You don't do that. From then on, he is very kind to people 
And he does actually take a lot of people's opinions into account. Like when he's like, let's go back to the palace. And they're like, let's stay here for the people. And he stays there. He does take a lot of people's opinions into account. But I think from the mere fact that he has no power and no influence negates the whole thing. Like he is just a guy that like blew up the whole city. When Boba Fett came in, they wrecked Moss Espa. He didn't rule with respect. You turned this into a war zone, you jackass. <laughs> but he also like got rid of the main plague out of the city while doing that, right? I, I guess that's the cost of doing respectful ruling. On that note, they never really explained why the spice trade was so bad anyway. It seemed like that was just part of doing business. Another like kind of underdeveloped thing in the show. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more on like the maybe. Like he was very nice to people, but he didn't rule. So he kind of just made up this fantasy in his head. And then by the end of the series, like you said, he's like, oh, why'd I do any of this? <laughs> I would say the maybe he wasn't ruling, but maybe he was leading. So like he was building coalitions. He was like bringing the mods into the fold and he was bringing Cobb Vanth and the people of Freetown into the fold by way of the Mandalorian, but still. He, you know, he, he set a like, good example. He set a good example. He wasn't ruling, but maybe he was like, maybe no one should be the ruler. You know, like, is that a bad thing to be like, I'm not going to rule this town. I'm just going to kick out the drug lords and then peace out. Like, that's probably okay. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think that like, I think what Royce is alluding to is that the trailers for the show alluded to a very different show than yeah. what we got. I would also say like Din recruited Freetown. Fennec did a lot of the work. And he recruited Fennec. I mean, that's how it works though, right? It's not like... He created a situation where people were willing to rally around him to fight the good fight, right? Regardless of who did the recruiting or whatever and whether or not he was ruling. Because, like, no one would do that. You wouldn't, Mando wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to come here and, like, sacrifice my life for this guy who's obviously a tyrant asshole. So, yeah. All of this is fixed with, with the writing again. They just pull out the crime lord thing, pull out the respect thing, and then his his running platform is I'm going to make Tatooine great again. That's it. Yeah. That, that should have just been what Boba <laughs> Fett was selling rather than he's going to be a crime lord, but he's also getting rid of the drug trade. Yeah. He's not really into crime for being a crime lord. Well, he's not into drugs, which yeah. I think like, I don't know, you go back to traditional mafias, the history of the mafia and a sect not wanting to get into cocaine and the drug trade and then a sect of them wanting to and then battles and all that stuff. He could have had a little bit of back and forth yeah. of needing the, the spice trade, but needing to get away from it to improve Tatooine. They wanted to pull a lot from The Godfather. And there's a scene in The Godfather where he's like, the Corioli family can be completely legitimate in five years. They should have just ripped that exactly into Boba Fett, but they didn't. <laughs> anyway, listeners... Yeah. We want to know if you think Boba Fett ruled with respect, if Grogu needed to show up at all, and if Mandalorian should have died so that Grogu could go back <laughs> to Jedi school. Stay in school, kids. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and wherever you're listening. Leave us a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. You could even pew, pew, pew us an email, krypton2alderon at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And you know what? I'm going to do it again because we didn't get her back. I'm Garsif Whip. Oh, sad. R.I.P. And in the we've chat. been... And we've been... <laughs> Krypton to Mars. Oh.